0: Well, hello and welcome, everybody, to the Friday night podcast for Friday, November the twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's podcast. This time around, I'm alone again. Um, yeah, I decided to have a to have one alone this week. Why not? Um, if Cedric had just approached me and been like, "Hey, we can do it this week," I'd be like, "All right, fine, we'll do it." But but it's like you know, still the Friday night podcast, and you know sometimes it's got to be solo. And I don't want to make this a long podcast because right now, of course, we got the World Cup popping, and as popping. It is. Uh, we had we've had some really good games, really good games, and uh, the, the interesting thing is like we can tell like some of the teams that have been absolutely out- outstanding. Like, uh, England, France, and Brazil have all been just... Which, to be fair, those were the expected... Like, you were expecting those teams to perform like that. With France, I was a little unsure. Because, you know, the World Cup curse. Which, basically, for those of you who don't know, the World Cup curse is quite the curse. Which is, basically... um, Well, let me just... give you, tell you exactly what happened based off of examples. In 2010, no, sorry, in 2006, Italy won the World Cup. All right, 2006, Italy won the World Cup. Next World Cup, 2010, boom, they get knocked out in the group stages. That's right. Crazy, right? You know what's also crazy? 2010, Spain... ...won the World Cup. You know what's also crazy? In 2014, they got knocked out in the group stages as well. Guess what's also crazy? 2014, Germany won the World Cup. And that's right. You can, you can guess. And, yep, 2018, they got knocked out in the group stages. And 2018, France won the World Cup. Which, if we're following that pattern... France would have to get knocked out in the group stages. Um, now, it seems like that's not going to happen. And France, that they're actually um, really seriously able to break the curse, which I want them to break the curse because I want to see more of France. I don't like it. See, I'm one of those... <laughs> um, yeah, well... I- because I'm not really a major one-club fan or one-team fan or whatever, I just enjoy football, and I enjoy great, like, world-class football with, like, the best teams and biggest names. That's kind of the football that I, like, you know, that's why the Champions the Champions League and the World Cup are so awesome it's because, you know, you have the best against the best. The best of the best facing each other. And that's the exciting part about it. It's not some, like, second or third division match. No, this is, like, the top, top-level football with some of the just most exciting ballers in the world where even I would be like, yeah, you know how you sometimes watch sports and, and you're, you think to yourselves, ah, I could beat this guy, you know? <laughs> sometimes if you watch, like, a second, third, or fourth division um, football match, you might think to yourself that, you know, even if it's not true, but but even just thinking that you might actually be better than this one individual player, you know, it, it kind of somewhat defeats the purpose of you watching something like that Then taking the time and watching it on, like, television-ish in a way it does. I don't know. To me, it's kind of weird because as somebody who's, who doesn't play any football, to think that like that, um, it's not it's not a good look. But, of course, when you have the World Cup and the Champions League, it's like, yeah, that's not going to... Of course, those plays are way better than you. Um, so, I'm always one of those people who just really love seeing the best and the biggest teams. So, I don't like it when I see the big teams, the big, exciting, best teams get knocked out early on in the group, in like the group stages, for instance. I don't like that. So, I, yeah, that's right. I, I know. Uh, and a, a bunch of you probably didn't like what I just said because that essentially is me saying I don't necessarily want to see an underdog make it. Which, um, it depends. It actually depends. Because there have been some teams throughout this World Cup that I've seen play or heard play. Why am I saying heard play? Well, because for some of those matches, unfortunately, I had uni. And sometimes I just I had to take a break from football and so on. Basically, some of them I unfortunately missed out on. But um, I'd be happy if uh, Ecuador won the World Cup. I've, I've really enjoyed their football. They've played some really terrific football. Um, I would love for that to happen. They're not safe yet. They're not safe like, safely through. They're, they're still going to, I believe, have to beat Senegal. Which, that's not going to be easy. Tell you what, though. That's going to be a great match. Ecuador versus Senegal. I've really enjoyed um, Ecuador's football play. And this guy, Valencia, man. That guy is so many... Clubs, and including Premier League clubs, are going to be after that guy. He's going to be so popular. He's going to be one of the most popular players out there on the transfer market during the winter. I'm telling you, he's going to be like the next James Rodriguez where people just really want to get him. He's a South American player, and his stock has risen big time throughout this tournament. and I'm very happy for him. I really enjoy, like I said, the Ecuador football team. So I would love for them to um, actually win the World Cup. Which is, of course, super unlikely and most definitely not going to happen. But um, I'd be very happy about that, sure. So, uh, it is an interesting thing that I'm going to say. Because I just think it's hilarious. Um, and for the fans... because. <laughs> Because of the social media reactions that I've seen, I would love to see Saudi Arabia win the World Cup. (laughs) I swear, I didn't (laughs) didn't expect them to to make it far whatsoever. I thought they were going to get thrashed by Argentina. I had predicted that Argentina would smash Saudi Arabia 5-0. That was my prediction was my my highest prediction of the entire tournament I was like S- Argentina smashed just trash um Saudi Arabia so hard they're going to win 5-0 boom Saudi Arabia wins 2-1 <laughs> against Argentina the only Argentinian goal was freaking Lionel Messi scoring a penalty that a lot of people say wasn't even a penalty I-, I did not watch the highlights Um, but my days, that, when I saw, like, because basically I was just refreshing, I didn't watch the game, I was just refreshing the, um, stats, you know, the game data, and I was just shocked when I saw that, you know, that, like, Saudi Arabia were winning, they got a ton of yellow cards, (laughs) um, but they absolutely managed to beats Argentina which is insane it's absolutely uh, nuts um but yeah and then to see uh, dude I swear the best thing about this entire thing has been the shock factor of course well the thing is I was upset with Argentina so I was like yeah you go yeah screw you Argentina now I'm rooting for you Saudi Arabia yeah just 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 do it Saudi Arabia just win it now all right now I'm upset with you Argentina <laughs> So I was just like, yeah, I, I switched teams like halfway through, when I was like, you should be... It was ridiculous to me. But then seeing the reactions on social media from Saudi Arabian fans, the, the most wholesome thing I've ever seen possibly. Just how happy they became. Just genuine happiness just, just they got so happy just jumping up and down one guy i saw ripped the door out and threw it outside it was hilarious and then were the way they were jumping around another one i saw there was like a korean reporter or so um or was it japanese i don't know i'm sorry um but anyways there were a couple of saudi arabia fans one guy just took the mic and was like where's missy Where's Missy? Where's Missy? They're basically lifted up like uh, the the Koreans, uh, you know, pants or whatever. Say, Where's Missy? <laughs> Where's <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. I don't know if Sorry, saw federal Arabian Where's also You know, ah, <laughs> oh, It's just the best thing ever, man. It's just, a, you guys got to check it out yourselves. That's what I, man, the World Cup, when the World Cup brings people together in this way, it's the most wholesome thing ever. you know you you just take the political agendas, the political differences aside, the belief systems aside. You enjoy one just event together, and it is the most incredible, just human coming together uh that there is. you know it is literally the number one sports event in the world. It's the World Cup, it's football. We all love it, and um, the entire world is crazy about the sport. And it's just so much fun. It's so it's just so great, man, seeing all these people. Seeing all these people from all these countries travel to, to, to the stadium, travel to one location to, to root for the team, uh, to, for the favorite, favorite team. Just enjoy football, man. It's, it's just such a, an awesome experience and football really is a universal language that just brings the entire world together so sports in many ways have a very great impact on the world a very positive impact on the world because they really do bring, sports really does bring the world together um which honestly is a very underrated achievement that sports is able to uh, yeah, accomplish with this because i don't know any other area necessarily where it's this powerful of an impact where the entire world is actually enjoying this one thing because usually it always gets po- political and yes they are kind of trying to politicize this world cup but people are still enjoying it, which is I think the way it's supposed to be done now. You know, I mean, uh, don't complain about Qatar now. Should have complained about it twelve years ago and prevented it from happening. But it stadiums already built. We don't want to go through the entire discussions all over again. It's uh yeah you know, um. But at this point, it's just like let's enjoy it. You know, Argentinian fans. I, also, another thing I saw, uh first match it was like Ecuador fan and Qatar fan and um, they had a little exchange were being really respectful to one another Um, I saw like another video where a Qatari got really upset with an Ecuador player and the Ecuador player basically got up and started mocking the Qataris uh, basically showing like money signs like oh in the sense that oh couldn't oh money couldn't um win you the games, which I thought that was kind of distasteful because what are the Qatari fans what what do they really have to do you know with that because you should have pointed it at the FIFA really or or at the uh government of Qatar if if anything right if you're gonna have a gesture like that. But then you would have probably uh, been escorted out of the stadium. And who knows what would have happened then. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. It's just a bit, bit, bit strange when you kind of just put it on fans. Uh, strange thing. Yeah. It's, it's like getting upset with players for playing in Qatar and for them not boycotting. It, it's not the players who voted to have it in Qatar. That's what people need to understand. By the way, I really enjoy saying Qatar, which is how you're supposed to say uh, say it, yeah, um, in Arabic. I've also really, as of recently, tried to um, do more. Um, just, just, just put put a little more, um, yeah, work into my knowledge of my religion, the religion of Islam, uh, or Islam, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I mean I I've been a Muslim or Muslim or Muslim or however you want to say it again there's so many different ways of saying it um all my life but it's just because I was raised that way but it's you got to make at some point throughout your life you got to make that conscious decision yourself and to really just be either I am in or I'm out all right There's no in-between, and that's what a lot of religious people in general, or people who claim to be part of a religion, do. They say, oh yeah, I'm this and I'm that. But their heart and soul is not really in it. They're just half-heartedly following along, and they're not really deep in the subject matter and... They don't even have, really have any aspirations to, to, to make it far in that sense from a spiritual point of view. And I don't want to be like that. No, I want to I wanna do it right, which in my opinion, doing it right is, you know, if you claim to be Muslim, well, then you actually, you know, then be a Muslim because otherwise you're not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like if you basically are like, Oh yeah, I know this I know it says in the Quran that I shouldn't do this, but then you do it and then there's multiple other things where you also like oh yeah, screw this. I'm not gonna follow this, I'm only gonna follow the things that are not too much of an inconvenience for me. Uh that's just not how to live out a religion in my opinion. Because in my opinion, then you're not actually really being a follower of the religion. You're just kind of taking some guidelines, some things of, oh, I like this. You're just being picky. And religion is about discipline and it's a way of living, you know, that, that, that's, that's what it is. Like you commit to a way of living. But if you if you're just like ah I like this and ah, not so much that that then I'm sorry you're not exactly a part of that religion. You perhaps never were. So yeah, I'm definitely trying to to get more and more into it. Um, being the um, you know the substitute teacher of an ethics class at the moment, uh, there is in a way. I, I, some, I somewhat put pressure on myself to also do a little more research in, into religion, because there's, there's sometimes, even though we're currently not doing religion as a subject matter, um, sometimes a student will say something and say, oh, this is haram. You know and, and it's like, well, the way some of them understand things and the way some of them judge things is also haram, you know, to judge. So, because that's not for that's not our place in the on this planet. We are not supposed to judge. We're not the judge of of uh, other people, you know. In the Islamic belief, that is Allah, you know. That that's not that's God. That's not. we, we cannot make that decision ourselves. We cannot judge other people and say. Oh, you're a bad person. Oh, I'm a better person than you. Uh, On so many levels, that is a a horrible statement to make because now all of a sudden you're not um, putting yourself equal to a person, which is what you should do according to the religion of Islam. Uh, You're actually putting yourself above that person, which is, you know automatically means that you're putting yourself above another person, which is, that's a bad thing. Then also you're being arrogant about it. You're attacking another person verbally. There's so many things that you're violating with that statement, I am a better person than you. And you're judging them on top of that. So it's, it's a really bad thing. There's so many things you're violating, but... So you gotta be really careful. You gotta be really careful, and that's why uh, um, religion is a it, it is an ego battle because you're constantly fighting your ego. It's a it's a fight that you're gonna fight until your last breath. That's the purpose of it. That's the that that's the lifelong discipline that the religion of Islam requires. You know. Um. So, you, you, those things, it's tough, you know, it's tough being a good Muslim. That, that, I have to say, I mean, it's no secret that it's a very strict religion, you know, um, possibly the strictest religion in the world, right? I think so, I mean, the, out of the three world religions, most definitely... I don't know. There's like so many religions out there. Well, it depends on what you exactly call a religion. Of course, Hinduism and Buddhism uh, are just two more, and there should be other ones too. Um, but then again, sometimes it's like difficult. Like, okay, is it a religion or is it a cult? Some, uh, you know, mo- most atheists say that religions are cults, anyways which I disagree with that, uh, though sometimes some religions can have cult behavior in them. Also, it needs to be stressed that uh, when, we, when, we talk, when you talk to someone about religion, say when you're talking to a religious person, their understanding of, a, of the religion is going to be much different to perhaps another person of the same religion, but who uh, thinks about things a little differently, you know, like with Catholics and Protestants, Um, that's gonna be quite, uh, you're gonna hear different versions, different opinions. I'm sure there's also some of that in Judaism as well. There, of course, of course, of course. Sadly, there's also like wars between the Muslims, uh, you know, between, um, I don't know how you, uh, the, the name in English, I don't know it in English, but the, the I'm going to try like Sunnis and Shiites, or, I don't know how you say it, uh, but in, in German you say Sunniten, um, or, wait, I'm confused right now, but the Sunnis and the, the Shiites, um, there, there's also, yeah, Wars going on, man. They're them killing each other. Which is wrong. Completely goes against. This is a bigger sin. Right? Uh, sorry, this is frustrating. And... Um, what is also frustrating is when governments... Um... Force of religion... Onto the people. Now let me t- uh, take a sip of water. To really explain what I mean with that. You know. So. I've just taken a sip of water. Um, for instance. In the Middle East. You have these Middle Eastern countries. Who are forced. Well. Well, they have the... the, Yeah, they they do say it's Sharia law, but the thing is that the Quran... uh, Should I really get into it now? Uh, I'll give you the short version. Um, Should I? Because I don't... Okay, no, I'm not going to say anything now because I'm scared that I'm actually going to say something that's wrong. All I'm going to say is that it should be to the individual. It should be up to the individual to decide how they're going to live their lives. And it should not be the um, government forcing... Like, I think it's just... I think those countries need to be a little more liberal just a just a little bit you know <laughs> well, in the sense that they should really focus more so on equality because Islam is all about equality it really is I mean uh, just the saying alone that all you know men are equal and um when you leave this, you know, planet. When you leave, when you leave this world, when you die, all right, uh, you lose all your materialistic stuff. You know, your mustangs, your challenges, your money, your jewelry, um, all that. You know, your social status, your prestige, your fame, all that. You lose all of it. And and then you're, you're on a an, uh, and say somebody who who's always been a, a poor person and really struggled throughout his life and that person died, that person is equal to you. No matter how rich and successful you were, it's still an equal person to you. So that uh basically that um Equality is just missing in Middle Eastern countries, unfortunately. Because, in my opinion, some of them, possibly all of them, I don't know. Because I don't live in those countries and I'm not overseeing the laws exactly, you know. But I'm just saying that... They they still have ways to go and don't please do not think that the um, governments are good representations of the religion because in my opinion they're not in my opinion it's all about how you live your life now I, i i am all for preserving culture that you don't lose your cultural identity. But you won't. I don't think you will. Because naturally in your country. There's a lot of follower of the Islamic religion. Uh, that's why a lot of Muslims are gravitated to, li- to live there. It's because they want to be surrounded by other Muslims. Very understandable. Absolutely. Because now that's finally a culture where Muslims are embraced. Because let's be honest, in the West, um and Europe and America and so on, yeah, they can be all like, ooh, we 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 accept everybody. Yeah, but do you? I don't know. Cause it's not really how we feel all the time, you know, like, um, a lot of Muslims feel unwelcome, they feel unwelcome, and honestly, sometimes when I hear some people talk, I feel that too, unfortunately, Um, because they're also accusing us of things, uh, and of being things that we're not, Uh, they're accusing us of being misogynistic, and hating women and uh, and th- those are just all wrong things. And I just wish that instead of talking behind your b- our backs, that they just started having calm understanding conversations with us. and because we are not a burden to society, no uh okay, this has drifted off into something to a little bit of a religious um a little bit of a religious statement, huh I guess so. Uh, oh yeah, well, I want to, Saudi Arabia, I, yeah, I said I want to see them win the World Cup, that uh, that would be awesome, Ecuador, Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Iran, or Iran, um, very sad what is going on in their country, man, truly heartbreaking, when you just type in Iran on Twitter, and you're seeing the images, and Um, that's genuinely, it's sad, and you hear those stories of, essentially, the government killing their own people, that's a truly, properly oppressive government, there's hope for a revolution over there, and I really hope so, and I, I would love it so much, genuinely so much if um women finally got the respect that they deserved in uh, iran and that they finally become a liberated country that is a, a defining and great example for what islam and governments like uh, combining it so that it works you know um it's gonna take time and it's most likely gonna take a very long time but there's hope and um i would love to see a female iran president you know a female president of iran I think that would be absolutely fantastic. And uh, we need more of that in the Middle East. Um, we do. We need a more just... the There the needs to be change. Um, and women do need to respect be respected because they are very much respected in Islam. But sadly not in a lot of... Middle Eastern countries, at least not to the extent that they should be respected. Um, Like I said, I don't want to talk too much about what it says in the Quran, but uh, don't believe, is all I'm saying, don't believe people who say, oh, Islam is misogynistic and all that. It's not true. Islam is all about equality. And one thing that you should always know is that it specifically says in the Quran that you should since the surahs um you know the verses are written down with um they were not written in one piece they were written um what uh with with like specific events happening when like something happened there was a surah for that written you know so you always have to look at these lines with in with the historical context behind it. So if you s- see something that where you might be like oh this might not seem like equality if you compare it to today's virtues virtuous virtues of equality yeah well that may be so but what you're also going to have to think about is the time that it came out in the the chaotic Society, community, there was, and the the you know different values that were there at the time, how women were regarded in, in society, um, and if, imagine if, a do you seriously guys be honest, do you seriously think that if in the Quran it would say, which, is it's actually, is the way it's written is. It's a little... Okay, Again, I said I wasn't going to talk about it too much because there's still some things that I need to... Because um, when you talk about these things, you should always back them up with actual um, um surahs, right? I'm, unfortunately, I'm not on that level yet. And I do have much to learn. But there's some things that I do know for sure. Um... But basically, if if it had specifically said um, that a man is as equal as a woman, do you seriously think that anybody at the time would have actually accepted Islam? Nope. Nobody would have taken it seriously. Because women were regarded as subhuman. They were regarded as sexual objects who just birth children, but are, but are not worthy of being a productive, valuable member of society. That was the, the um, position a woman was in back in the day. So, of course, it's going to have to be written a little differently so that people even take the, seri- the, the religion seriously in the first place. Again, you gotta take historical context into consideration at all times. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. Alright. England, USA. I don't know. Um, well, of course I know. It's gonna be England winning it. This podcast is all over the place. I actually wanted to do relationship advice today. Um... What should I, like, call the description of it? I don't know. Conflict, government, religion. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like I said, because I don't want to say certain things, uh, you know, I don't want to say any wrong things. And I don't think I have said any wrong things today. I hope not. Um, that would actually surprise me if if, uh, if I did say anything wrong. Um, well, it's, it's a learning journey, and w- one thing that I definitely want to tell you guys, don't just listen to me and be like, all right, wh- whatever Eunice says on it is true. Please make sure you do your own research. But please, when you look up these things, understand that there's multiple su- sources and there's Sometimes there's agendas with cer- the way certain people write some things, and you're also gonna have to understand that there's some more fundamentalists. Like, there's, there's fundamentalists writing something, and they, they, they say, oh, yeah, whole has to be 100% with whatever it said in the Quran. And then there's others who are like, no, you have to take historical context into um, consideration, and so on, you know. So, you're really gonna have to decide what works best for you. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, you gotta be careful at the end of the day, um, but do your research, by all means, do your research, uh, look up all these things, and I wanted to say one more thing, Uh, I forgot, unfortunately, uh, but yeah, do I have anything else to say? I don't think so, well, oh yeah, of course. I wanted to say that um, because it, uh, a lot of these lines, well, some of these lines, are, there's they they're kind of open for interpretation. So some things are metaphorical, even, and it really depends on how you interpret some of these things. So you when you for instance you read the interpretation of somebody you're going to have to understand that it might just it might just be the interpretation of one person so ideally you read the line understand the historical context which you of course you must have quite some knowledge to be fair um and then Look at some interpretations, but also interpret it yourself. England, USA. I'm looking forward to this one, man. Yeah, I am. I am tired, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Uni and the watching the World Cup and doing a little bit of schoolwork with the substitute teaching uh, stuff. Um, it's all a bit much. <laughs> it's all a bit much, but it's... Uh, I mean, the World Cup is not gonna last <sighs> go on forever. I hope not. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 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 no. It should it should be over. I mean, my mom is already fed up with it because she hates football. Which um, all the women that I've talked to so far about the World Cup uh, throughout the um, throughout the week, they are they all hate football. So. Uh, interesting <laughs> um honestly, my favorite thing about uni has just been talking to new people. that's been my favorite thing, and my favorite thing of that even, and that's where I was when i w- when I was younger when it came came to talking to girls, I was always just well, I don't know. No, I did talk to them, though. It was only just the, the the pretty one that I was into where I had, like, issues with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. Um, that's why I was a little uh, uptight. But, like, in terms of, like, being super comfortable about female... Uh, around females, I only got that, like... I've only had that for like... I don't know. It started like in my final... Uh, couple of years at school, I would say. It started then. But I'm really just like... to the, At a point where I actually prefer... Talking to a female rather than to a, ma- a male. Because... I, to me, it's just a more rewarding... Experience... Uh, or achievement in a way, if I make a w- a woman laugh, ra- yeah, you know, rather than a man. Like, if I make a man laugh, like, okay, whatever, like that. That, that to me is not a big deal. Um, even though it's actually easier to make women laugh, to me, making a woman laugh, the, the laugh of a woman, it's just. I don't know, just having that... It's, it's like you're getting street cred. Which is nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's really because I'm attracted to the opposite gender, of course. And I, I think that that's what it has to be. That must be the reason. Um, also, yeah, because let's be honest, I mean, come on, you women know this, that you talk behind our backs about us. I mean, I see it all the time when I'm like on the bus and then I see two like girls talk and then they're like trashing some guy or talking about them or uh, talking about him or whatever. It's happening all the time. I mean, you're not just doing that about guys. You're also doing that about girls. But you just love doing that, you know? I don't know. We Us guys, do we do that? Maybe to an extent. But not like that. Not in the same way. Nah. There's a, like a special type of, um, the way you, you ladies do it. <laughs> um... It's different. Uh, okay, all, all right. Now I'm just talking at this point. All right? Just shut up. Just just stop it. All right? Yeah, end the podcast. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, a little all over the place. I do understand. But an interesting thought process I had today, I think. You know, because that's what the podcast is. Sometimes it's not about mm, the coherence of the things that I say. Sometimes it's just about, really, which this whole thing has always been about, a therapeutic thing for me. Where I just get my thoughts out, I think about stuff, and sometimes I might not even make all that much sense... But as long as I'm, I, I'm just I'm having those conversations with myself, which this really is a conversation with myself and with you in a way as well. But you, of course, I cannot hear your responses. Um, it's good, it's good, it's good that I'm doing this, and I, I'm, I, th- this podcast honestly, doing some, cause, cause sometimes I do feel like, in a way, I feel like ah oh, maybe I should stop doing this podcast. I don't know. This is not really going anywhere, but like, then there are days like these where there was not even much there in terms of what I had to say. And perhaps I didn't tell it in the best way that I could have done it, you know, especially if I had, you know, put in some time, prepared anything, which I didn't, prepared something, which I didn't. Sometimes it's just about talking, man. Talking, thinking, that's the enjoyable part, you know? Um, it's a very philosophical way of looking at it, you know? Just using your brain to, um, to understand how the world works. Which uh, the world works... <laughs> the world, same as the Lord, works in mysterious ways. That's right. And with that, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope I shall see all of you next week on the Friday Night Podcast. Everybody, please stay safe, take care, and wear a condom.